Swirsky, I like that jib shot right there coming into paper route on this beautiful Monday morning. Uh, the biggest day of football, right? We had a bunch of games yesterday, and now we're here on paper route to discuss. It's me, Brandon Marshall, with, uh, I wouldn't call you a nemesis, but we definitely battled. Yeah, we went through it. What, what, what would you call it? You weren't a nemesis, but we it was friendly, but it was highly competitive. Brandon Flowers the here. The villain. I, I like villains. I like watching movies, and I like being the villain. Like Joker, that's right. my guy. Right. So you can call me the villain. Right. Yeah, there was a couple plays that Batman I like. Batman on the Joker. Right. So Brandon <laughs> Flowers here, myself, Brandon Marshall, here on Paper Route, Series XM, Faction Talk, Channel 103. That young lady behind me, over my right and left shoulder, that's Ashley Nicole Moss. Ashley's in Belize. She living it up. She living it up. <laughs> and she's getting paid to do it. Yeah, she's having the time. Did you, see the, nice. did, you, did you see the photos on Instagram? They told me she was posting on Instagram. She's been posting every day, oh 10 times goodness. a day. So, yeah, she, she definitely enjoying herself. Woo, can we, can we pull up any photos for later on in the show to make fun <laughs> of Ashley? I haven't seen these photos, but hopefully they're, they're okay to put on to paper out in YouTube. I'm sure they are, because this isn't traditional television, but I would love to see <laughs> what she's been doing in Belize. Um, but we'll jump into it because there's so much to talk about. Uh, Sunday was amazing. Uh, on the field and off the field, you had um, the Eagles chilling and uh, the 49ers were, were, were back, B. And so the question that I have a, a headline for us is which NFC team should scare Eagles the most? Is there any team that should scare the Eagles? You got Jalen Hurts, you got the black Batman, you got the Kelsey brother over there. Um, they're just sitting at the top of the NFC, and, and we'll see if there's any team that can challenge them there. News of the day, the Cowboys, they, we can't curse in the first eight <laughs> minutes of YouTube because you can't monetize it. I wanted to say a curse word, but they whoop the Giants again, bro. Yeah. And so the question is, is this more about the Dallas Cowboys or is it more about the New York football Giants and how bad they are? Um, the story were in the quarterbacks, right? You had Dak Prescott, who had an amazing day, threw for 400-plus yards. He looked sharp. Um, C.D. Lamb looked great. We'll talk about C.D. a little later. Uh, but then you had Danny DeVito, quarterback still living at home with his parents. He threw for 86 yards. He was sacked five yeah, times. Yeah, throw that in there that he living with his parents. Did you see that? You know that? Yeah. I didn't know that. You just let me in the world know, though. Yeah, so obviously Tyrod Taylor's down. He's on IR. And then you had Danny Dimes is done because of the ACL. So they have uh, Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah DeVito. Da Danny DeVito. <clears throat> he literally grew up 10 miles away from uh, MetLife. Yeah. Okay? So his parents is right around the corner. He said he, it's cheaper to stay home, laundry's done, him. hot meals, all of that. So easy. So, yeah, Danny DeVito didn't look good, so he might need to stay with the parents there. So the question <laughs> I have, uh, are the Cowboys this good or the Giants just that bad, B? No, nah, the Giants just this bad. I mean, I didn't see any positive signs from the Giants. You couldn't even see Saquon do his thing because they all right. so bad. DB's getting beat like a drum. I mean, they couldn't stop the run. It was just like, what positive did you see out of the Giants? And it's, it's crazy because last year you just seen how this team just made a playoff run and they found a way to win somehow, right? You thought right. they'd build on that, but this team has regressed tremendously. And right. it's almost like, where do you even start? I talk to Giants fans all the time. They're like, we got to get Danny Dimes out of there. 
But if you get Danny Downs out of there, you you spend in a top pick for Danny Downs. Right. So now you're not shoring up no offensive linemen for like the next six years. It's like, where do you start? It's almost I don't think no free agents want to go there mm-hmm. because when free agents go to a team, usually they go to a ten- contender or if you go overpay for them, right? And they just right. like, I'm going where the bread at. But now that you just overpay for Danny Dimes, you're yep. going to eat a lot of that money. So they can't do too much. For the Cowboys, they do this. Like, teams that they should beat, except Arizona this year, they usually pretty much beat, right? right, right. Dak look good. The defensive line doing their thing. They, they just play how the Cowboys should play and how they do play against not-so-good teams. So the Cowboys didn't surprise me at all. They're a good football team. They did what they were supposed to do. This, man, the Giants got to figure something out. Well, listen, I disagree with you. Um, I felt like this was more about the Dallas Cowboys than it was the Giants. Now, obviously, uh, I do agree that the, the Giants are bad, right? Offensive line, you know, they're on a third quarterback. Even defensively, defense, they played well uh, last year. Uh, they traded, I thought you were going to say last night. Huh? No, no, no. They traded Leonard Williams uh, yeah. right before the trade deadline. And so that hit them a little bit. And that told you a little bit about how they're thinking, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're calling this a rebuild or whatnot, but I know they came into this season with high hopes. But last year, that defense played better. And now, if you look at it, bro, they're giving up more yards than almost every team in the NFL except one, right? So, yes, they're a bad team, but the reason why I disagree with you is because, bro, you know this, man, like, and I, I've been saying it for a couple of weeks, mid-season form, right? There's some players that it just takes a couple of weeks for them to hit their stride. There are some teams where it just takes some weeks for, for them to hit their stride. Uh, there are some coaches that take some weeks for them to hit their stride. I, I, owe, I don't owe Coach McCarthy an apology because he was trash those last couple years in Green Bay. And, you know, he took over the play calling this year, and uh, the first couple of weeks, he didn't hit a stride. Bro, the last three weeks he's been in his bag. Coach McCarthy has been doing an exceptional job of calling plays. Not just last night, but the last three weeks. So that's a guy that's hitting his midseason stride as a play caller. He had Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore's now in... Uh, L.A. with the Chargers, okay? And the plays that he's calling and how creative they're being and how smooth and comfortable Dak looks, I think that's a testament to Coach McCarthy. He sat out for a year, two years, sitting in Appleton, Wisconsin, bro, trying to figure out, you know, how to push his offense forward and, and, and trying to get rid of this vanilla offense that he was running with Aaron Rodgers. Everybody knew their hand signals. So, they look phenomenal. Dak looked phenomenal. Defensively, they did their thing. And I just feel like the, the, the Dallas Cowboys is the team when you say, okay, they're hitting their midseason stride, all the signs are there. So, yes, the uh, Giants are terrible, but, bro, this is a team that's start, starting to show themselves as a contender. No, I mean, I think they're a contender, but this is what they do. I'm tell- they had a favorable schedule yep. this year, right? So they scored 40 on the Giants already, right? So first game of the season, then you got the Jets. Yep. Then you got the Cards. Like, even though they lost, like, that's a team you should beat. Then you I'll got the you. Patriots, then you get blew out against the 49ers. Okay. Chargers is a team that's up and down. They're respectable, but you never know what Chargers team you go get. Okay, they scored 20 that game. The Rams, this isn't their year, and then you lose to the Eagles. Yes, they offense looked better against the Eagles, but 
All right, come and beat these teams. that They only played the Eagles and the 49ers who really are contenders this year, right? So how can we really evaluate this Cowboys team? Yes, they beat the teams they should beat, and they only can play their schedule. But now you got the Panthers next, the Commanders. Then you got the Seahawks, who's mm -hmm. kind of okay. Mm -hmm. I want to see when this team plays uh, the Eagles again, right? When they mm -hmm. play the Eagles again, you yep. will really see how they will be going into this postseason. They're going to make the postseason. They got a chance to even win this division because of their favorable schedule. But I just think the Cowboys do this. When they play a lesser team, that's why Cowboys fans feel like they go win the Super Bowl every year because they look like this when they play teams that can't defend. Bro, you said something a couple weeks ago. You said, and it's so true, it took me back into our days when we were playing, bro. Losing is contagious and so is winning, Right? And so, like, I just, you just see Dak Prescott smile on the side. You see Coach McCarthy. You see the camaraderie, bro. And that's what gives me, you know, belief that they're right where they need to be mentally to push this thing over the hump. We know who they are physically. On paper, bro, they're one of the most talented teams in the NFL, right? Yeah. The question marks, the, the, the big question was Coach McCarthy taking over play calling. Bro, if you watch these games, he's been doing a tremendous job the last couple of weeks, hitting midseason stride. Dak Prescott is getting back to where he was before he snapped his, his ankle. Like, the dude, the offense was averaging damn near 500 yards a game. They look good. C.D. Lamb looked good. With, with the C.D., I know we're going to talk about this later. C.D. Lamb came out and said, I'm the best wide receiver. They've been moving them around, getting them his touches. Right, putting them at right. number three, Defensive. yeah. Right, come on now. So, all right, before we move on, let me ask you this question. Do you trust Dak Prescott? Uh, going into the playoffs? I love Dak Prescott as a quarterback, but I don't trust him. Well, and, and, and let's not go playoffs. Let's just go big games. Do you trust Dak can play this well in big games? And that's the game can, that you talked this, about. This is the thing. He the can Dolphins, play. the Bills, the Eagles, the, the, those teams on the schedule. This would frustrate me about Dak. He can play this well in big games. But he, to me, Dak just don't have that it factor. When you need a play... To win it, he's not going to win it. He's going to play well. His numbers going to be there. He'll throw for 300, no picks, four touchdowns. But now when we need you right now, Dak, are you going to go and win it for us? He's he not going to do that. So you don't trust him? I don't trust him to win the game in big games. I think he's, all, I think he's a great quarterback. He's always going to have a good game to a great game. But for some reason, like when they play Philly, like he's going to step out of bounds right, right before right, he's right. supposed to get in there. It's like something always happens. He's going to throw a pick. Or he gonna do something, even if the pick is kind of not his fault. It's go like, why did you throw it in double coverage though? Like, right? He's gonna do something that's gonna make the game not come up in the win column for the Dallas Cowboys. So I don't trust him. He's gonna have to show me. When, he he hasn't had that game yet. Where it's like, all right, Dak arrived. So look, look, it, it, I I hate this and because I, I I agree with you here. You know. These, this, this stretch that they're on now, you know, for us, how we look at stretches uh, as players and coaches, we break down the season into four games, mm -hmm. right? So those are stretches for us. Now it's 17 games in the season, but we're like, all right, these, these, these first four, then these second four, then third four, fourth four, right? So this stretch that they're on, I feel like they'll dominate this stretch. Um, they'll be in a nice rhythm. They'll have their mojo going into the stretch that really matters when you look at the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, the Eagles. And so now we got to wait a couple of games to really see who the Dallas Cowboys are. But all this momentum, I feel like, will take them there. Um, Lamar and the Ravens blow big lead versus the Browns. 14, they were up 14 points in the fourth quarter, bro. Um, Lamar right here, right, 
from a right around the corner in Pompano. Bro, I'm watching that game. I'm watching. I'm <laughs> you trying to tell what? About Lamar and how to like what he's doing right now, quarterback. When I left him outside of my top five quarterbacks, y'all thought I was crazy. But he not. I love Lamar as a quarterback, but he not playing ball this year. Is he? He has as many interceptions as he do touchdowns. He's the, throwing the, the, pick Baltimore sixes. Raven, the Baltimore Ravens aren't playing good football right now? I didn't say Baltimore. I said Lamar. Okay. Lamar is not playing. You know, Lamar always an MVP level, like, conversation. This, this year, he's not giving you that. Like, we love Lamar so much, and I don't know if my expectations are too high for him, but he ain't, he's not getting it done. He got as many touchdown passes as Mac Jones right it, now. It's, it's crazy that you say he's not getting it done, bro, because... You know, when I was watching his game, I was like, oh, this is exactly what I thought they were, they were going to morph into, right? Like, they hit, to me, they hit their midseason stride a couple of games ago. And so, I don't need Lamar. Why, why do we need Lamar to go out there and, and have the MVP year again? It's all about wins. He's, because he's, he's capable making of that. Play. I think every year is a couple quarterbacks that's capable of MVP conversation every single year. I think it's Mahomes, Burrow. I always got to throw Josh Allen in there because he's streaky. Lamar and Jalen Hurts. Like, exactly. every year I expect them to play to a certain level where it's like, y'all should be in the MVP conversation some way, somehow. So was, was this loss a big deal for, for the, the Baltimore Ravens? And, and let's, take a, let's take a look at it, right? So if you go uh, to the NFL, you go to the standings, right? And we go to the AFC North. You got the Baltimore Ravens sitting at 7-3, and three, Pittsburgh Steelers who's playing crazy ball right now, <laughs> six and three. <laughs> I owe Coach T an uh, apology. I tried to tell you, like, bro, getting it done. He got an identity. They tough. You're not going to just, They no. off, often suck. Yeah, they go get it done somehow, bro, though. So you got the you got the Pittsburgh still sitting at six and three. Cleveland Browns sitting at six and three. They obviously played Baltimore, overcame that 14-point deficit yesterday. And then you got the Cincinnati Bengals, who got back on track, but then lost to... Uh, the Houston Texans, which is crazy. So was that a big loss for them? Losing to the Cleveland Browns, was that a big deal or not? It was a huge deal because of the way they lost, right? Because it's probable that all four teams in this division can make the playoffs, right? Like three out of four, I feel for sure making right, it. But right. four can possibly make it. But... I mean, you got to win that division. You got to get a home playoff game if you're Baltimore. You know that. You know how hard it is to win in Baltimore if you're a Raven. Like, you got to have that. And now, I mean, you losing that game, you gave the Browns more life. You play the Bengals next week. Like, the Bengals are going to fight and claw. They at the bottom of the division, right? Mm -hmm. So I expect Joe Burrow to make the playoffs, but now anybody can win this division. Right. Cleveland can win this division. Steelers ain't backing down. Whoever don't get... Like, whoever don't get home field advantage in this playoffs, they go, they losing first in a wild card. I don't see anyone in the AFC North going to win on the road. So right. that's why I feel like this game was big. The way they lost it was big with the turnovers, the way they was up and let the team claw back. Like, that's demoralizing as a team. And the, you know, as an athlete, when you have a tough loss, like, you're just ready to play the next game again and mm -hmm. try to get a win. Now they're playing another hungry team in the Bengals. Like, both teams coming in feeling like they can't lose right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry to say, like, I trust Joe Burrow more than I do Lamar Jackson in those moments right now. Even though the game is in Baltimore, like, Joe got ice Ooh. in his veins. So that's why that loss was huge. 
Yeah, that, that pick six was devastating. Um, but you got OBJ going. Two weeks in a row, he found himself in the end zone. And that's dangerous, bro. I was nervous for him. You know, to start the year, I mean, we're talking about non-contact injuries, just yeah. catching the ball, falling, and now he's out. He's running into the locker room. It feel like he got his legs underneath him after sitting out a whole year. And so that's a whole nother element. Flowers been holding it down. But I like the Baltimore Ravens, bro. And, and, and even if that is the case, think about that. Lamar Jackson, you just said Lamar Jackson ain't being Lamar Jackson. So you think that's going to continue all year? Yeah, so we, we halfway through the, we, we halfway <laughs> through the year. So when he turned it on, because I said that, what, a week ago? I said, it's amazing that they're winning at this level and we haven't seen any of those highlights. Lamar, get out of the pocket, run down the middle of the field for 50 yards, outrun everybody, make four or five people miss. Bro, come on, bro. Don't You, you think don't, he goes just automatically yes. turn it on. Yes. No, this, yes. this is the talk you yes. have when it's week three in the yes. season. Not, no. You know, you, so basically what we're saying, okay, look, that's, passing is totally different, which I love what he's doing. It seems like he's just like a, he went back to being like, he went to like a traditional basketball player. Let me get my guys going. I got Zay Flowers, a rookie. Let me get him going. All right, I, I, see what, I see what he is. Boom, let me get my tight end going. Run game took a little blow, but let's figure that out. Uh, OBJ, OBJ, let's get him going. I feel like his mind is all about playoffs. It's about Super Bowl. No, he's past MVP. He's past all the uh, uh, season awards. Like this dude's mind somewhere different. So when he do get going, bro, it's going to be a total. I'm different gonna tell you game. where you're wrong at. This is a whole. This is an entirely different system. This is the new Lamar we're gonna get. Like. He's mm. trying to adjust. Like before, he was a running back. They run the zone read, RPO. So that's why we've seen him outside the tackle box, scrambling, running, this and that. Like that's how they use him. His whole thing was always, I want to be a quarterback. Like I don't want to do that. I know I can do it well, but let me play quarterback. Mm. Now he's playing quarterback. He's not trying to get everybody going before he get going first. Like we got to learn this is the reality of what, I'm not saying what Lamar is going to be for the rest of his career, but this is what he wanted. And now they're keeping him inside the pocket and letting him distribute. When things hit the fan, you know what they always say? We always revert back to what we do naturally. And so when a game is on the line, because you talked about Joe Burrow, you trusting him in those moments. I guarantee you, bro, this might be the game of the week. It have to be. It, it might be the game of the week. Watch what this guy do. Watch what he does. Wait, you think he going to do it this game against Cincinnati? Yeah. Not happening. For sure. Not happening. Um, so obviously the Browns come back from a 14-point deficit in the fourth quarter. Uh, Sean Watson was banged up. Do you think that the Browns are contenders or pretenders in the AFC? Mm. I think they're contenders, man. They defense play ball. I feel Deshaun Watson, he, he got it going late in the game, but he started off in the first half so slow. It's like, yo, like D4, like you got... At one point, I was like, he's holding his team back because this defense was trying to do everything right. they could to keep the Browns into this game. And Deshaun Watson just wasn't accurate. He wasn't getting the ball out of his hands quick. He kind of showed Deshaun Watson in that fourth quarter when he led, led them to a late drive and a touchdown. But I think the Browns are contenders, man. If Deshaun Watson can pick up for the rest of the season how he played in that uh, fourth quarter, 
Like, they're definitely going to be contenders. But it's, it's week 10. We just talked about that with Lamar, though. But yeah, it's Lamar, week 10. No, 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 no it's different. It's different. You got to give him more grace because Deshaun Watson been hurt all season. He's been in the lineup, been out of the lineup. Okay. Like, he hasn't been able to get, like, fluid. He hasn't been fluid. Like, he's been in and out, in and out. He's still trying to feel everything out right now. He don't have Chubb, so it's still all new to him. Mm-hmm. Lamar... He's been playing all these weeks back to back to back. Like, we know what we're getting out of him. With Deshaun Watson, we're still trying to figure out how they're going to use him. He's trying to figure right. out himself, like, who are my guys? Who are my go-to guys in clutch moments? Because he haven't been here all season. So it is different. Listen, I think they're, I think they're pretenders losing their running back. Uh, they lost their identity on offense. And so halfway through the year, now they're trying to do what they should have did before uh, this season, and that was built the offense around Deshaun. You're going to pay Deshaun all this money, everything guaranteed, and you're going to stick to the script that got you where? To one playoff game in this new, re- uh, new regime, I think may- Baker may have gotten the Cleveland Browns to one playoff game, I, I believe, a couple years ago. Um, but now you're halfway through the year. Uh, Deshaun Watson is more comfortable uh, in a gun and spread offense. And so now you're trying to reestablish that. I like Coop, but there's not a lot of firepower on that offense for me to get it done, for, the, for, for us to call them true contenders. Although the Bengals are sitting bottom of the AFC North, I like the Bengals over them. Um, I, I don't know why you, like you just don't go, you just don't end up at seven and three in week 10 if you're not a good team. But for some reason, you don't believe in the Baltimore Ravens. I believe in the Baltimore Ravens. If anything, I'm confused by the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers, we know we're going to get from Coach Tomlin. We know we're going to get from the defense. This offense is trash. I don't even know what... So, hold on. You can't be both. You saying that you are what your record say you is, basically, right? Yes. Baltimore got the same amount of losses as the Steelers and the Browns. That's right. But you're calling the Browns pretenders. You're saying you don't know how the Steelers getting it done. Like, they go find a way to win. That's just what, that's who they are. Well, when you look at flow, right? So if, let's go, let's, if you go to the Baltimore Ravens, right? The Baltimore Ravens, I'm going to go here right now. The Baltimore Ravens won four games in a row before they just dropped this game uh, in Cleveland. And that's what I mean, bro. They hit that mid-season stride early. Now... When you go to the Pittsburgh Steelers, bro, like Pittsburgh Steelers, they're just scrappy. They're finding a way to get it done. I believe in the Baltimore Ra- Everybody in that division, they found their stride faster than everyone else. Now, things could change for sure. You never know. Injuries or, you know, maybe teams come out and they, 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 they got the film now. And this is a new offense, new system around Lamar. So you know how that is as a defender. It's like, okay, now we know what they're doing. Now we know what the play is. Now we know what their tendency is. There was no tendencies around this offense. So things can definitely change, but, bro, you can't, you got to respect that. You just gave the reasons why I don't trust the Ravens as much. Because they done gave the league their best shot. They went on a run. Like, everybody go on their runs at different times. The Browns still ain't going on their run. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh still ain't really going on their run. They just found a way to win just now. Like, pick it for the Steelers. Like, he wins the game in the fourth quarter. Like, he clutch. Oh, my goodness. He played terrible all game, but keep it close. He's going to come through in the clutch, right? And with with the Baltimore Ravens, I just feel they hit their max. Deshaun Watson can still come and be Deshaun Watson. And you like, yo, like, they done switched their offense. They don't have that offense that he running in the gun on film. Like, he's starting to get loose. So they can go on a little stretch that way. I just think the Ravens done showed us all we go see. I, I, th- I still think they're going to make the playoffs, but they won't win this division. Right. 
Brandon Marshall here with B Flowers, sitting here with uh, Sirius XM Faction Talk Channel 103. We're also here on YouTube. Shout out to everybody in the chat right now. It's myself. This is like P PTI. You know what PTI is? Yeah. Partner, partner mm -hmm. interruption. Is it PTI? Yeah. P Parting. You got it. Yeah. There we go. Or it's just like <laughs> Michael Wilbom and they just going back and forth. That's what we're doing today on this big Monday. Um, yesterday, I think there was more. There was more games that came down to a field goal in the history of the NFL. It's like we talked about more parity, right, in the NFL. Like who, who's who outside of the Chiefs, outside of the Eagles. We, I, I don't think we, we can really put together a definitive list of like the best teams, the top five teams, right? It's like teams are beating everybody. Every team is beating everybody. Everybody can, has an opportunity any given Sunday. It was a dope. It was a dope Sunday, and I'm glad that we're starting to get into this football weather and this football schedule. Um, and this is where teams start separating themselves over these mm -hmm. next couple of weeks. Ah, Jets. Let's talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Jets, them. Jets offense fails again. Defense played phenomenal. You know, got to the quarterback, turned the ball over a few times. But the Jets, we almost, uh, we almost uh, created a miracle with a Hail Mary, but that didn't happen. We only scored 12 points, bro. So I'm going to start with you before I give my thoughts. Like, for it, me, we, we talked about this last week, right? Uh, when Robert Sala was asked about benching uh, Wilson, and we was like, I said, they just don't trust Trevor Simeon, mm -hmm. right? But now you just got to throw him out there and see if you can get something going right. because Wilson did show when he scrambled, diving for a Like, he shows little spurts, but when he turned the ball over the way he do it, when he turned the ball over, like, it deflates their whole team. Their defense playing ball. Did you see the pick, the end, the end of the game? Yeah. What, what coverage was that? It was like, it, he... Bro, he, it, it was before the the the, the, Hail Mary. the Hail Mary, that mm -hmm. drive before the Hail Mary. It's like he dropped back, bro, and he just stared. The, the, the curl was open. All he had to do was keep his eyes down the middle of the field to hold the, the linebacker. He told him where he was going, bro. He does that, though. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. He does that. You know what the Jets missed out on? What's Trading that? for Jimmy G before the trade deadline. The Raiders was through with him. Like, they could have mm. got whatever they wanted for Jimmy G. Jimmy G not expecting to start over Rodgers next year. He's used to being a backup. Right. So I would have brought Jimmy G in, a guy that's go not turn the ball over, just distribute the ball wherever they needed to distribute it at. And Jimmy G would have gave y'all a chance to have some kind of run because the Jets' defense, man, I mean, they've been a championship defense for the past two years. Now, how long would they be able to hold on? Like next year? you will have to pay somebody on that defense. Right. So now you're going to start having gaps in their defense. But, man, like, I so, feel... So is it time to bench Zach Wilson? You have to. Like, what, what else can you look for him to do? Like, he's right. turning the ball... If he wasn't turning the ball over every week and he was just a little inaccurate, but he was accurate in practice, and you're saying, like, he going to get it going, he's just a little nervous, you right. got a lot of pressure. Like, that's, that's one thing, right? But he's holding them on to the ball too long. Like you said, he's staring down his passes. That's why they're getting picks. It's just, you got to try something. Like, you have to try anything to get this team going. Now, I don't think the Jets got a playoff push no more. After whoa, this whoa, loss. whoa, whoa, whoa. No, relax, no, relax, I, relax. No, you got to stop. You got to stop. So, look, we got, here's the deal. You got oh the Bills gosh. and you got the Dolphins. Um, you expect to win those games? <laughs> 
look, we got a defense. That <laughs> we got it. We have a defense that could, that will put us in any game. Um, this is a tough one for me, man. I was watching that game, and you know, you see Aaron Rodgers on the side, um, and he the way he's he got a little pep in his step, and every time they show him, it just gives us hope that you know if we can keep it close keep the team in position that he can come and then rally us and get us to the playoffs and maybe go on a run. I, I believe in it, and I believe that mojo and that energy, if, it, if we get to that situation, it could carry us uh, to have a nice little run. Um, no. Aaron Rodgers comes out and says that he's shooting for mid-December. So these next four games, well, you have the Bills. he came out and made that statement? Yeah, he said he's shooting for, he didn't say it, but that's the reports that Aaron Rodgers is shooting oh, for okay. mid-December. So these next four games, you have the Buff- you're in Buffalo, you have the Dolphins at home, um, you have the Falcons, and then you have the Texans. Can't you can't overlook the Texans? You can't overlook none of those teams because the Jets not right. good. Right. Like, whoa, 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 whoa! I, come on. What? I mean, you can't say that. I mean, well, we beat the Eagles. You know, sometimes you play that. We your beat the Bills. We like, beat we beat the uh, Bills already. Okay, first game of the we season. We lose by a field goal to the Chiefs. All right, you're making a case. So, so, so for, for, for me, and look, you got a Raiders team that you know how this is when you fire your coach and you've been in this toxic environment for a very long time in the NFL, they rally. So you're, get, you're getting a team, bro, that's coming in like with so much energy and so much fire. And so, yeah, we didn't score any touchdowns. Zach Wilson threw the pick late. But I feel like you give him one more game. Because you're still right there. I think you get one more game. We know who Trevor is, bro. We know who Trevor is. I think you just cut it loose. Why are we wait? Why are we waiting? Why are we waiting to the fourth quarter when the game's on? Why are you looking at you me? Because you're lying to yourself right now. Like, you what's really? the alternative? Like, like you said, the trade deadlines has, has come and gone. But have Trevor Simeon been in this system before? No. I, okay, I, so you got to, some quarterbacks play better in different systems. I feel like you know exactly what you get with Zach Wilson in this system. Like, you at least got to try somebody else in this system. I, I see what you're saying where it's like, we're not out of it. Let's see if Zach Wilson can get it going. But does Zach show you any kind of sign that he can get it going in the past year and a half? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> that's a lot of data to take in. I mean, the best, the, the best scenario for Zach Wilson was sit on the bench for a year under Aaron Rodgers. And you still have Aaron Rodgers there. Like, they talked about it last night where – you know, Zach is like hounding them, asking for information. Aaron Rodgers walks away and he's chasing him down, still asking questions. So he's still growing and learning. But, you know, right now you got guys in that locker room is probably, you know, feeling the way you're feeling like, yo, let's just make the switch. Let's just see if he can do it. You have to, and plus, the hardest thing for a defender, Dang. a defensive coordinator, a defensive unit is playing somebody you got no film on. Right. Right. So you bring Trevor Simeon in with these two division games coming up. They don't know what to prepare for. Like when they playing against Wilson, they like, yo, he like inside cutting, inside breaking routes. He like the ball, get the ball out of his. Well, he might hold on the ball a little too long. Like you got everything you need to prepare for Zach Wilson. Trevor Simeon come in, he might like different throws. They might key up different routes for him because that's what he likes. And it's just something that just might get this offense going just a little right. bit because nobody's seen it before. And that can get you through these two weeks. And then you get those two tough wins against Buffalo or Miami, now this team believe again. Oof. If Wilson keep taking the field, like, I've been on those teams where it's like, yo, once they score like 10 I'll cut to them 17 loose, bro. points. I'll cut them loose. I, what I would do is, this is what I would do if I'm the Jets. Can I get a single shot in my cam real quick? If, if I'm the Jets, that's what I do, B. If I'm the Jets, I take the football, I hand it to Zach, and I say, go. 
this is it. This game right here. It's either you get it done or we're probably going to move on from you uh, after this season. And what I mean by that is when you have such a great – when you have a defense like this and then you have Brees Hall and you have uh, Dalvin Cook, what you're trying to do is play complementary football, right? That's what they're mm-hmm. trying to do. Mm-hmm. Let us get this run game going, right? They just start getting Garrett Wilson going, okay? Yeah. Like trying to force feed him a little bit. And you're just trying to keep the game close. That's what you're trying to do. If I'm the Jets, I say you got one more game, here's the football. Here you go, Zach. Get it done, or then we go to Trevor, and then probably your time here in New York is done. You don't feel like that's going to put too much pressure on them? <laughs> Bro, you ain't had no pressure when you was in the league. What you talking about? You, but, but you hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. What you mean? We're in the NFL. We're big boys. Hold on, real quick. Give me the top five wide receivers you had to guard in the NFL on the island. But Give me, get on this answer it, the question real quick. No, but my thing is this. It's totally different, right? You talking about somebody that's been on the island their whole life. You know, like, yo, it's you and them. If you don't right. get it done, you're not going to play. For me, if you put that much pressure on Zach Wilson, that's not already playing. If you come Sometimes to me, Sometimes they make you better. That don't strike. If he hasn't been playing consistently that good for a year and a half, I don't think you telling him his job on the line going to make him play better. I think that's going to make him shrink up even more. He ain't going to try to, like, make throws down the field. He's going to think, I'm not going to turn the ball over. Let me I'm going to be so kind of, you know, just Is it the reserved. reality, though? Is it the reality? Is his, is his job on the line? His job is his job been on the line. So what, you want to lie to the, the young man? No, you just tell him, like, you don't say nothing. You just go oh. out and let him play. <laughs> let him play the first half. If he ain't playing right, then you bring Simeon in in the second half, and then you go with it. But that you, you can't. You can't tell him, like, this is your last game. That's too much pressure. Zach Wilson don't strike me as a guy that can handle that. He can't. Then, then he ain't the guy then. I've been said he wasn't the guy. But y'all been trying to say, keep him in, let him rock, we good, we don't need another change. Like, that's what y'all been saying. I never thought he was the guy, even last year. When he got drafted, I knew he wasn't the guy. Really? Yes. I liked him when we drafted him. I, I, but, I, you did. know, I don't watch mm. college ball the way you watch college ball. Yeah. Um... You got when you look at the uh, when you look at the AFC West, bro. Let me go here real quick. So when you look at the AFC West, you have the Kansas City Chiefs sitting here at seven and two. Nobody's catching catching the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. and then you have the Las Vegas Raiders at five and five. You believe in the Raiders, bro? No. <laughs> what? No way I believe in the Raiders. That's two the, games in a row. I mean, the, the Raiders are trying to figure it out, right? right? I don't trust teams. In the NFC, you might can go with a team that's trying to figure it out, but the AFC is just so polished. Right. Like, you, we just talked about the AFC North, right? And then talking about the AFC East, the Bills can possibly make a run. Stop talking about the Bills, like the Bills B. Stop listen, it. Listen, Stop listen. it. No, ain't no listen. Nothing. You keep talking about Josh listen. Allen, bro. Josh Allen <laughs> and the Bills can always make a run, right? And then you have the Houston Texans. Like, they playing ball right now. Right. They're not in a tough division. Like, they can kind of make a run in their division. That's going to tally up wins, right? As opposed to the Raiders having to play the streaky Chargers, the Chiefs, you know that they ain't gonna get any wins against, and they can, they can split against Devil. So you don't believe? Them. I don't believe in them at okay. all. I don't believe either. But I love to see it though, and I love to see AP, you know, a former player in this position as interim head coach, 
Yeah, if he win a couple more, put some respect on his name, uh, Mr. Davis. What's his name? What's his son's name? What's his name? What's the owner of the... Uh, Mark. Na- Mark Davis. He looked like... How he an owner? He don't even look like an owner. <laughs> he, 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 that boy in Vegas chilling, bro. He, Big boy chilling. You ever see the videos of him? <laughs> he be uh, on the slots. <laughs> he be on the slots with 20-year-olds. Like, bro, he's living life. I, I, like, I like Mark. and That's I, a hell of I a love life. that he made this move. I thought he was going to hold on to Josh McDaniels a little longer, and I thought it was going to be a big mistake. Uh, for him to do that after he let go of Gruden and, and that hit his pockets, right? Because they, when a coach get fired, you still own that money. Mm-hmm. And then you do the same thing with Josh McDaniels, what, year two, second yeah. year? That was a big move. But put respect on AP's do you think name. Do you think they'll keep AP or they'll go try hell and high water to go try to get a Jim Harbaugh or somebody? So what he did is... What he did is when he fired Josh McDaniels, he went into the locker room and he apologized to his guys. He said, I'm sorry, right? So I say that because they win their first one. Josh McDaniels fired. They go out there. They win. Mm -hmm. Great job. You see the boys in the locker room. Everybody has stogies. Everybody has cigars. It's a vibe. And what did he say? We all love. And I'll see y'all Wednesday. So what that means is it's victory Monday. Once you get... To most coaches, when you get halfway through the year, if you win on Sunday, we call Monday Victory Monday, we'll see you Wednesday. So now you got a couple days to do whatever the hell you want to do. He did that. What is he? He's a player's coach. Guys love him. Guys are rallying around him. He wins Monday night football in Vegas, okay, against the Jets. If he continues to do things like this, bro, I'm saying all to say this. Those guys are going to be standing on the table. Devontae Adams... What you think Devontae Adams is going to say to uh, Mark Davis when, 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 when they're like, oh, we're going to go get Jim Harbaugh? He's like, no, this is our guy right here. Man, you going to have, man, uh, uh, Crosby. You think Crosby is going to uh, say, yeah, I, I sign off on that? We are talking Jim Harbaugh now. You like, believe in Jim Harbaugh? Yes. He's never been a loser wherever he went. Like, he transformed San Fran. He went to Michigan, did his thing. Like, 100% I trust See, I like I like Jim Harbaugh like uh well no they just got their coach. I like I, I like Jim Harbaugh and like a Kyler Murray together. You know they're saying they can you know we'll talk about this a little later they're they're saying that you know Kyler Murray mm. team could potentially trade for Kyler Murray where does he go? And mm. if you're trading for a quarterback you probably need a coach. So I like that as a little tag team. The Raiders still need a quarterback so Kyler still can come to Vegas. Oh, we're going to get we're going to hey. get back to that. All right uh <clears throat> So last week, this is why we got to be careful. This is why we got to be careful listening to media. And now there's still time. There's still time. But last week, B, the reports come out uh, around surrounding Bill Belichick. If he loses in Germany, he's probably going to be fired. Okay? Robert Kraft is probably going to let him go. There's a good chance this happened. Well, they lose in Germany, and he's still the head coach. Is it time for the Patriots to move on from Bill Belichick? You know what happened in Germany? Mac Jones saved his job. He played <laughs> so bad, so bad, that everybody was like, you know what? That's a good one, B. I was it like, where are you going with Bill this? It is not Bill Belichick's problem. Like, Mac is the problem. I was still saying, give him some weapons, give him some right. time. But no, right. Mac Jones is the problem. <laughs> like, Mac Jones played terrible. And you can see the old coordinator, Bill O'Brien, he yelling at Mac on the sideline. They snatch him again. So I think for the fans, for the franchise, 
now they're saying like, all right, Mac's not our guy. It's, right. it's almost impossible to win in the NFL if you don't got the right quarterback in. So Bill, I mean, so Bill Belichick, listen, we understand we haven't had the guy since Brady. We've been searching. We tried Cam, we tried everybody. We go give you another year or two. They might give them two years now to try to find the guy that fits. And when they do, that's when they're evaluated. Bro, we just talked about Kyler Murray. I know we're going to talk about it later in the show, but, bruh, like, can you imagine Bill Belichick going to go get a Kyler Murray? Um, I don't think that's how he thinks. Bill is so... What you mean? He needs so, a quarterback. Yeah, but Kyler don't fit him. He, he, first off, they go bring back uh, your guy. Um, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels is 100% no coming back to be the old coordinator. <laughs> Bill O'Brien, you got to go. Like, Josh McDaniels is coming back. They go bring Jimmy well, G yeah. back because Josh McDaniels is going to say, I've been wanting Jimmy G, Bill. Let me show you how I can cook oh, with Jimmy G. Oh, heck no. He can't do that again. Jimmy G. Patriots fans love Jimmy G. Jimmy G going to be like, come back home. Let's go rock. And that's what's going to happen in New England. He's not going to get yeah. Kyler. Nah, that's too flashy Bro, you know, for him. what's crazy is what I thought, I always thought this, I was, when, when, when Josh McDaniels, two years ago, uh, the deal was done in Indy. This is how wild Josh McDaniels is, BC. The deal is done. Josh McDaniels, little boy wonder, one of the most magnificent minds in football on the offensive side. Everybody wants him. Andy signs him. He already had his offensive, he already had his staff hired. They were already working in the building. He, he says, you know what? I'm not coming anymore. He stays in Indy. <laughs> the 12th hour, he backs out of the deal. And when that happened, I felt like Robert Kraft came in and said, you know what? You're the predecessor to this guy, Bill Belichick. Could it be that Josh McDaniels and Robert Kraft could potentially be the next little tandem here in New England? There's no way. Like, have you seen his stints at head coach? Like, he's never going to be a head coach again in the NFL. Are you? But what? We, we usually hire people that we're familiar with that we like. They love You just said it. Because I wasn't even thinking about that. They love him and as that's a I wouldn't be surprised if Josh McDaniels is hired as a consultant in two weeks. They do that all the time. They did that with Matt Patricia. They did that with, what, like three or four other coaches where they get fired halfway through, they bring them back as consultant. They did it with Josh McDaniels when he was the head coach at, was it St. Louis? Or, or he was the OC or something in St. Louis once he left Denver. And then... Uh, they let him go halfway through the year, and then Bill Belichick brought him in right before the playoffs, and they went on to, I think, win the Super Bowl. So that was years ago. But anyways, um, yeah, that would be interesting. Um, Bill Belichick, I think when you look at it, they're sitting right now with the third overall pick, mm. okay? But they have an opportunity to potentially be in position to have the first overall pick. I don't think you, I don't think you make a move on Bill Belichick now. Because, one, even if you do want to move on, you wait till after the year because he has a lot of trade value. I'm sure, or do you, do you, would you agree with this, that Bill Belichick, there's teams out there that will potentially trade for Bill Belichick? 100%. But I don't think, I'm telling you, as bad as Mac Jones played and how nonchalant he played and the picks he thrown, it was just like, it was careless. It was way too careless. I think they like Bill. Like, we sorry. We thought it was you. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, they like, nah, bro. We sorry. It's Matt. So they, they, go give him, they go give him a chance to see what he can do. But 
Bill, Bro, G that, GM Bill got to come back into play with that third pick, and he go piss everybody off and trade down to pick number 16. No, there's no I, way. And take Jimmy G as his quarterback, and he go draft like a tight end or something. I guarantee you. <laughs> and he should be fired right away. And <laughs> that's, that's, G, when, that's, that's, GM that's when he lose all credibility. So first off, I want to give you props. Brian, you know where you were going with that when we started this topic on Bill Belichick? Bro, you said... Mac Jones saved his job. Like, what? What do you mean? That was brilliant. Absolutely right. That was so bad. Like, I. What do you do? What are you doing, Mac Jones? I don't even think you can go back to him as a starter. It's over. It, it's, it's a wrap. You just got to even show your team, like, yo, we moved on from Mac. We not going to make the playoffs. <sighs> Let's see what our backup can do. And we all know, like, we fishing for a quarterback next year. Like, you, right. you got to go with that approach because Mac don't even want to be there. I, Mac don't want to be there. Bill O'Brien, OC don't want him there. You know Bill Belichick don't want him there. It's just, but, it's over. Okay, all right. So, quarterback, really quick, before I go to potential landing spots for Bill Belichick, because he ain't out of the hot seat, I don't think. Um, what do you see them doing at quarterback, right? So you, oh, well, you already said, you said Jimmy they G. They want Jimmy G, 100%. Oh, my goodness. They're not even looking for a rookie to come in. They, Bill Belichick don't even have the patience for a rookie quarterback right now. Okay. All right, so Bill Belichick, are there any teams uh, top of mind uh, that you can see trading for Bill Belichick? I can see a team Los, like... Los Angeles Chargers. They got a quarterback. They got the defense. And Brandon Staley is, you know, he's been on the on the heater for two years. The only reason I don't think it can be the Chargers because Tom Telesco, the general manager, who I think is the best GM in football. Really? He's yes, uh, he's the best GM in football. He knows his team. He wanted, he's one of those GMs that he goes to practice. He don't say too much. Go to practice, fill out the vibe, talk to guys, see who they like. Right. And they have a loose team. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, they have a young, vibrant, loose team. So that's why he brought in Staley, because he's a young coach. He knows that he can't bring in a drill sergeant like right. Bill Belichick because the team would be too, be too, uh, too tight, too stiff. But now that you brought it up, that might be what they need. Because they had a roster for the last... You got a quarterback for, for the, the next 10 years. Eight years. Even with Anthony Lynn. They had a roster. Anthony Lynn is the guy that let his team beat them. Bill Belichick, yeah, maybe, but I think it'll be a team that's searching for everything right now, and it'll be someone like the Cardinals. New Orleans Saints. Carolina Panthers just got a guy, but the owner's hot. So we'll see how that go, and he makes decisions quick. You got the Minnesota Vikings got back on track, so they're good. I only think it'll be the Cardinals. The Cardinals haven't had a stud head coach There was in a talk. Minute. The Cardinals? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I think the Cardinals are fine. They just got their guy, and we'll see how Kyler Murray and, 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 and they uh, finish this year. Chicago Bears, see how they continue to finish. Um, Washington Commanders. And then you have the New York football Giants sitting out there as well. You know, Bill Belichick was there for like 10 years as special teams coordinator and also um, as the defensive coordinators back in the days where they had – you know, those legends, the Phil Sims of the world, et cetera, et cetera. All right, let's get to some quick reads here. Um, so this is quick, two to three minutes. All right, y'all feel free in the chat to give us y'all thoughts as well. I want to say uh, thank you to everybody always rocking with Paper Route. This is Brandon Marshall, Brandon Flowers. 
uh, Faction Talk Channel 103, Sirius XM, streaming every single Monday through Friday. I can't say, I think I said that right, here on YouTube. We're YouTubers. B, did you ever think that you would grow up to be a YouTuber? We didn't even have YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> right. I wish we had YouTube. I'd have some fire high school highlights on that thing. So right, never. right. All right, so really quick, we're going to go through some quick reads, um, two to three minutes on, on these next three topics, and then we'll go to break, and then we'll come back out, and we'll talk a little bit of James Harden. Uh, not too hot since they traded for James Harden. 0-5 since they traded for him, 0-4 since he's taken the court. But quick reads. The legend of Stroud is growing. Let's do some quick read here. C.J. Stroud stock is skyrocketing. He leads another game-winning drive for Houston, and this time it was against your boy who you believe in <laughs> over Lamar Jackson who has the AFC North right where he needs them. Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Where does Stroud already rank among the best quarterbacks in the AFC? I'm going to say that for my list because I, I got a list coming up. Really? And, and, and I want to put up my quarterbacks in the list because I want to see how people react to it. But I will say this. Stroud been impressive, man. Like, we, we talk about him as being a rookie of the year, which he's going to get easily. Right. But if he can get the team in the playoffs. I, I wanted Puka. <laughs> if he can get his team in the playoffs, like, it's going to be some discussion about him being the league MVP because he shows so much poise out there. Like, it's, no, it's at no point in the game that you felt watching that game like Houston out of it. Right. So, so here, he's top five in the AFC. I know I will, we'll wait later we'll in the wait, show. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll wait later in the show, but you got Tua up there. I got him ahead of uh, Josh Allen. Do you have him ahead of? Well, I gotta we'll wait. See. We'll I got, see. I got I him ahead. I got him ahead of uh, 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 Josh Allen. Uh, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is he's on ice right now, so I'm not even counting him. Um, I got uh, Lamar Jackson. I have um, Joe Burrow. You have your boy in Jacksonville, Trevor, and then you have oh, he's six. Then you have our guy over there. Damn, he might be seven. <laughs> he might be seven. Some in the he might be seven. But you, you got KC he... and you got your boy over there in LA for the Chargers. So he might be seven. Do you think he can get Houston to the playoffs? No. I like what they're doing, but I just, bro, I just. They division not tough at all, though. Like uh... those wins you can tally up while everybody in the AFC North go beat up on each other, give each other losses, while they sneakily just winning. Winning, winning. We we will see, but I can't wait to see your AFC list later because I'm, I'm sitting miss. here first. I'm like, yeah, I got him in the top five. <laughs> I'm ready to shoot. But I'm like, then you go through it. It's like, damn, he might be seven. He might be A eight. The there AFC. is some quarterbacks in the uh, AFC. Another quick read. Where's the love? Jordan Love had another rough game for the Packers with two picks against the Steelers. Green Bay is now three and six this season. How much slack do you give Love if you are in the Packers front office? I think Love still have a chance to be the guy. You know, this is his rookie year. Right. You got to judge this is his rookie year. Um, yeah, I, I He like doesn't that. look terrible. Like, you see some promise. He, he's a lot better than some quarterbacks we've seen today first did. Like, Jordan Love not compiling wins, but during the game, he looks solid. He yeah. might make mistakes here and there, but that's what every rookie quarterback do. Now, I don't think he's going to be the top of the top, you know, in the top 10, maybe top 12, but... I think Jordan Love can be a solid starter, and his ceiling, 
I would say his ceiling would, I think he can get to being a Dak. Mm. Like, he can make all the throws. He can move out of the pocket. Yep. Like, once they get him weapons and he get comfortable, like, he'll be fine. I agree with what you said as far as uh, this being his rookie year, so you give him time. Uh, but the general manager, Brian Gutenkus, came out, what, two weeks ago and said that these next few games are extremely important for Jordan Love. So I didn't like that statement. I feel like that's more pressure on them than it is him. You know, you go out there, you pay the guy, you know, you give him a what is a one-year, two-year deal, little love there to sh- show him that like, you are our leader here. And it's, a, it's, a, it's going to be a process. It's hard to go from Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and then go... They spoil. They're right. expecting, like... Yeah, relax a little bit, because he, he, he is showing some signs of uh, some building blocks. So I say you pump the brakes a little bit if you're the front office. Another quick read. Clippers can't win with Harden. Before we go to break, I want to play this sound from Brian uh, Demaris, who is a Dallas Mavericks TV announcer. I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys seen this already. It's been going viral. Um, I want to listen to it, and then we'll uh, come back out and talk some James Harden. Listen, James, have you ever had those friends who had bad roommates? Over and over, they complained about their bad roommates. This guy's terrible, the bad roommate here. They never thought, being self-aware enough, that they're the bad roommate. They're the problem. Hey, James, you're the problem. If this doesn't work this year in this system with this team, then you're going to go and point fingers at everybody else, and you're going to go back home, and you're going to start swiping right for another team, and there's not going to be anybody left. Because, James, you're not the beard. You're not the system. You're the problem. Ooh. <laughs> I like to eat the beat on that thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. He went in, bro. Yeah. He went in. But but listen, this come to me, uh, B, it comes with it, right? Like, when you when you bet on yourself or you make it a little uncomfortable, and I, if I was a general manager, I wouldn't be trading for James Harden. I want to be clear there. But I do like a player that's willing to get uncomfortable and do what they need to do to get into a better situation because teams do it all the time. Owners do it all the time. Oh, you're hurt. Now it's time to move on. Oh, your play slipped a little bit. Now it's time to move on. Um, oh, you, you know, we paid you all this money uh, and this happened, so now we want some of our money back. But when a player do that, now we want to talk like this. And, and so that's cool, but if you're James Harden or for any player for that matter, this comes with the territory. Um, so that was my thoughts, my initial thoughts listening to that. You know, you got to have thick skin playing at that level. Are you still hanging with the Clippers or are you bailing on them? I'm going to hang with them. They just have to figure it out, figure out the rotation. Um, I don't like Tyrone Lue, just just some of the substitutions he made. Like, you can see the clip when uh, the Clippers were down, rushing the guys, brought them back, and then they had the foul line, and Harden come in to finish the game. And Harden, like, I mean, Westbrook, like, bro, you taking me out for him? Like, What's going on? Like that chemistry vibe. Like that's my only concern is trying to force him into the lineup, forcing him into the game where it's not his night. Like, mm-hmm. yo, you got to sit for the rest of the night and not worry about if he go check out, right? Right. I feel like they're babying him right now a little bit with his playing time and not just just feed him the ball and go ahead and ISO. You the system, go ahead. We want to see what you go do, and it's messing up the chemistry of the team, messing up the flow of the team. Tyrone Lugo have a hell of a job on his hands trying to just figure everything out and make it just work, make it just gel for the right. uh, latter part of the season. I mean, they got into all-star mm-hmm. break to try to figure this out, but 
me seeing Russ face, me kind of seeing Kawhi face at times when he's shooting yeah, the balls, they all. looking like, what's going on? That, right. That's going to be, it's going to be pretty tough for the Clippers, but I ain't going to write them off just yet. I, I, I'm going to stick with them, um, but I am a little concerned. Well, I'm, a, I'm really concerned because you lose to the worst team in the NBA, and that's the Memphis Grizzlies. I think the Memphis Grizzlies are sitting there at one and eight. And so that's a challenge, bro. Like, you know, I can understand it being rough because it's going to take some time for everybody to jail and figure these things out. But, man, 0-5 since y'all traded for him, 0-4 since he's been on the, on the court. Um, do you think this is uh, Harden's last chance in the NBA? His last It's stop? only his last chance if he wants a certain type of money. Like, if he just say, I'm cool with just being a role player, coming off the bench, almost how Melo did at the end of right. his career, then he'll be fine. Like, a team will be like, hey, just come in and give us 10 points and we good. That's better than some of our bench, like, bench players will play. Mm-hmm. You know, they can go seven and he'll be like the seventh, eighth guy. He'll be fine. I don't think he's washed. He did just score 17 on his first game back, so he can still score. He can put the ball in the basket. But when you're trying to force him into the lineup and worrying about is he going to shut it down, that's where it becomes a problem. All right. Well, like I said, the Clippers went and got their guy. They were working on this for about a year. And um, since trading for him, 0-5, he's been on the court four of those games, and they're 0-4. You know, B, sit it right. You know, you can look at Kawhi's face. You can look at Russ's face. You can look at Harden's face, and that tells it all. You know, and um, hopefully they get on the same page and make it an exciting uh, second half of the season in the West because this is going to be a legendary NBA year. Anyways, we'll go to break. We'll come back out in about 8 to 10 minutes, take a look at this clip. And when we come back, we'll take a look at B-Flow's most trusted NFC quarterbacks and most trusted AFC quarterbacks. Let's see where he has C.J. Stroud. You talk about disruption. One of my clients, since I'm advertising, is AT&T. And AT&T really wanted to do story doing. This whole idea of like, you can tell a story about 5G technology in this case, but what can we do with 5G technology to really demonstrate in a, in a, in a most obvious way the power of that technology and connection changes everything, which is their line. So, you know, the brilliant team, my guys uh, came up with an idea and it was about... This is translation? Translation, yeah. I mean... And it was really about how could we use 5G technology to impact society. And found this story about a college football team, Gallaudet. Gallaudet is a deaf and hard of hearing football team. Obviously they use sign language to communicate. They invented the huddle, Brandon. Wow, I didn't know that. They invented the huddle. The huddle was started by these people using sign language so that people couldn't steal their plays. So the huddle that I sat in for yes. for 20 years yeah. is... It started by deaf and hard of hearing people. These are facts. Professional athletes, guys who went to the pros, came from deaf and hard of hearing colleges. But when the NFL went to uh, uh, microphones and, and, and uh, audio in the helmets, they were out the game. They couldn't, they couldn't do it. They were, they were, the playing field was unequal. And we recognize that inequality. 
and worked for three years tirelessly to come up with the technology and go through all the crash tests, you know, to, to get these helmets approved, where we could put a device like on the visor where the player can actually see the audible versus hearing it. Bro, we launched it recently, man. It got two billion media impressions before the ad even ran. Two billion. I mean, I mean, it, it, the, the human story of this, the creative is brilliant. Um, the advertising that goes with the helmet. The College Football Hall of Fame wants the helmet as a permanent installation. All of that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's all of that. It's, it's, it's very... Let me ask you this. Out of all the things that you've done, all the people you sat with, the Nas's, the Jay-Z's, the LeBron's, da 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 why does this make you so proud? Like, I can feel it. Like, why are you proud of this? You're talking about a group of people that no one's using technology in an impactful way to change their lives, to give them a fair shot. And the fact that I could do that as an advertising agency, that I could come up with ideas that are so broad that you can focus on a group that deserves the attention, that hasn't had it in years, that can give these players the same exact opportunity as a kid coming from Alabama or whatever. Of course I have to do that. But that makes me proud because I'm realizing, maybe it's, like, maybe it's age and wisdom <laughs> that, that goes along with it, that you have the power to do so much more, Steve. You have the power to change people's lives. You can change an artist's life. You can change a, a, an entrepreneur's life. But now you're changing lives for the deaf and the hard of hearing. These, when they put the helmet on for the first time, people were crying, man. And we had a beautiful moment before where someone yeah. on my team. Yeah. yeah, so then we then made the film. Um, and the film ran uh, last week. It ran, you know, on, on uh, college game day and all that. And then the girl... Uh, who sang, we used the song Sound of Silence, the Paul Simon song. And I'd like to play it, um, or we have it here if we could play it, because the girl who sings this song, Amari Unplugged, she is hard of hearing. The lead singer on this is hard of hearing. So when we go to her, and she's on United Masters, so we got translation doing the ad, she's on United Masters, she's deaf, hard of hearing, and we get her to make the song for the ad, and it's... It's beautiful. I, and, and I think we, we, we have that. All right, perfect. Let's play it. Well, I'm trying to feel it, too. This is my first time hearing it. So let's pull it up first, and then we pull it back down. Let's get it right.
fade that. Let's fade that. Let's fade that smoothly. A mirror unplugged, man. So, so, wow. So, Men in Black, to Nas, and so many others that we can talk about that I don't even know and I've done my work. Where does this... It's not even about ranking. I feel like that's disrespectful. Like, from an impact standpoint, like, from an impact standpoint, where does that sit with all the other soundtracks that you put together? All the the other... So this this is more like... This is so real, man. Like, you make a helmet, change the lives of deaf athletes, and then you make... Paul, then you get Paul Simon to approve this classic song to be sung by a deaf girl who's hard of hearing and AT&T is backing this. And she has an AT&T campaign. It's going to help change her life. And I do it... I do it now, man, without even... It's just how I think, man. I just... That's how I think every day. It's like... Where's the idea? Where's the impact? Oh my God, when this shit hits, it's gonna look like this. It, 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 that, I get excited. And I don't even know if everybody else gets excited. Like, I get excited. It's like I, how I feel. Yeah. Came up from the mud, it's like I walk around with a shoe stain. Uncle gave me fire when we kicked it, he was Lou Kane. Remember, we were struggling for it, then I needed loose chains. Now the money never That was, uh, one of our artists, uh, Jag, who produced that song that you guys heard coming out. So that was the last thing we heard. That's Jag. Shout out to Jag for producing that. And also, any entrepreneurs, any uh, anyone in a creative space, I recommend that you watch that episode. Um, it's pretty dope. That's Steve Stout. He's a legend. Steve Stout, we're talking about dude sat next to and managed, you know, the likes of Nas and Jay-Z and... You know, things that he's done in in media um, and also in music with his company translation. He's on his like third or fourth company now. He's done some legendary things. So that episode, I learned a lot. And um, I think that anybody else in that space of entrepreneurship and a creative space will also learn as well. So shout out to Steve for giving us that time. I've been trying to catch up to Steve Stout for literally five years. Um, I never forget, B, when I was playing for the Jets. I get a call. He's like, yo, come over to the office. I walk into his office. It's so funny because I had my socks off there. But when I walked into his office, like, who is this dude? Like, he was sitting in his office, Indians, you know, sitting on his uh, couch, Indian style, uh, with no socks on. And we just chopped it up for a minute. And ever since that day, I've been trying to get back in his office. So that was cool to finally, you know, catch up. He's a legend, bro. True legend. So. Another legend in this space is Brandon Flowers. Brandon Flowers is uh, turning into the quarterback whisperer, the Let's quarterback go. guru. Uh, this segment we move into is uh, B-Flow knows. Which quarterback do you trust most? And this is a beautiful, can we make sure we capture this? this Jazz did a great job. Can we go to the wide? Look at this. B-Flow knows. And let's see if he really knows. So we're uh, in week 10. We're 10 weeks into the season, and we want to know what quarterbacks do we trust the most in both conferences. That's the AFC and NFC, your top four. So, B, if you really know, I'll give you the floor, okay, and take us through the NFC quarterbacks that you trust the most and why. So, here we go. Number four, Brock Purdy. 
Mm. Some people was off the Brock Purdy train. I said, yo, just chill out. <laughs> yeah. Let Debo right. Samuels come back. Let's get Trent Williams back. And we seen against a two-loss team, a great team, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, how he can go out there and make it happen. Like, you've seen his team rallying around. I'm right. like, yo, this us. Right, right. We got everybody back now. Like, our dogs was down. Our two biggest, not even just best players on the offense or the team, there was the heart of the offense, right? Mm-hmm. So they got those guys back. So number four, for me, is oh, Brock Purdy. Purdy. Number three, I got to go Dak. Okay. Some people think he might be higher because he's been on his little streak. He's been doing this and doing that. He threw for 404 yards, four TDs. But Dak is a guy that can get it done week in, week out. I always said this. Dak is going to play well. For me, the only jury out is if he can play against the top of the top teams and get it done. But in the NFC, who I trust, Dak is number three for me. Number two, okay. Jared Goff. He might not have the numbers as all these other quarterbacks on right. his list, but Jared is efficient. He do what his team needs him to do. He goes out there and get it done. He's not going to turn the ball over. And he got everybody in Detroit believing that they are a contender, which I believe this Detroit Lions team will represent the NFC in uh, the NFC championship. Let me ask you this question because I feel like the NFC was easy for you. Uh-huh. Right? Because mm-hmm. even earlier in the show, we were talking about the AFC and how loaded the AFC. So I'm, I'm really, to be honest, I'm more interested to see your AFC list. Yeah, let me top it off with my number one, though. We all know my oh, number one we, in the we, NFC, Jalen got... Hurts. No, we, we ain't top it off. Jay, well, we all knew it was going to be Jalen okay, Hurts okay, for the Philadelphia okay. Eagles as number one. Uh, I trust him because we always talk about it. He got that championship pedigree. He the one who has that it, it factor, right? He will come out there. He go feed A.J. Brown. He go feed Devontae Smith. They go run the ball. So that's why I trust him. His coaches trust him with the ball in his hand, and everybody in this team trusts him. But you ready for this AFC lineup? No, not yet. Can I, can I go ahead? Go ahead. Tell me, what you think. The NFC? Tell, tell me what you think. It's flawless. So I don't know what you can say, but let me I know. Think, I think this was easy. You know what I mean? I, th- I think that the NFC was easy because, you know, a lot of the, the dogs are on the AFC side. I do like, you know, your commentary around Jalen Hurts. So, you know, once you go through the AFC, I got a, I got a question there as far as like who has the it more than he, right? Yeah. And, and so that, that I want to get, I, wanna, I, I do have that question. Um, so you good with golf at number two? I mean, yes. Okay. I am. I'm, I'm Bro, good. I'm pretty I'm, I'm flawless. Good. I'm, 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 good. Pre- I'm good. I'm good. I'm good with I'm Jared Goff flawless. at number t- at number two because of what he's been able to do not only this year, mm-hmm. but you got to go back to week eight, week nine of last year. He's been on this crazy run. This team been on this crazy run since yeah. then. So you got to go back to last season to really chat. Tr- you know, start their trajectory on this success. Uh, Dak Prescott. Um, it's interesting that you do have Dak at three because I can also see an argument where Brock Purdy could be two, Jared Goff is three, uh, Dak Prescott's four, right? My question for you before we move on to the AFC is, did you consider Josh Dobbs? I did. Yeah. I did. I did. And we would have had five people right. been there. Beautiful. But I was just like, man, Brock Purdy looks so good. He looked, they right. looked like the regular 49ers who was dominant. I mean, the defense was playing well. I felt like he put life into this team yeah. once Debo came back. So Josh Dobbs, he was a tough miss on this list. We'd have had five who'd have been there. But you know, I'm 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 a little disappointed that uh, Gino Gino isn't playing better. Like last year, Gino, I mean, they're they're in a good position. Mm-hmm. He has his team rolling, so I'm still proud of him. I still think he's crushing it. But 
you know, last year, Gino, I, he may have got one or two MVP votes. You know what I mean? Like, Gino was the most, most efficient quarterback. Uh, well, he's like the second or third most efficient quarterback last year. And so I would like to see Gino pick it up a notch because he has his team right where they need to be. And that would be a cool story if he gets his team in a playoff and make the noise. So, you know, when you think about Jared Goff ahead of Gino, then we're talking about Josh Dawes potentially ahead of Gino. It's a little disappointing to me, but I think your list on the NFC side is not flawless. Um, It creates some debate, (laughs) but, you know, you did good. You did good. Now let's go to the AFC side. I want to see what you got here. AFC. You know the interesting thing about every quarterback on this list? They can win the MVP this year. That's how talented this AFC side of the uh, conference is with the quarterbacks. So number four. Interesting. At number four. This is how talented the list is. Tua. How many times we mentioned that Tua can possibly be the MVP of the season? The way he's been feeding Tyreek Hill, the way he's been winning big games, the way when Waddle comes along, what he's going to do, him and uh, Mike McDaniels, tandem, what they're going to do to the NFL. They broke records the first six weeks of the season that we never seen before. And he's still number four on this list. Number three, C.J. Stroud. We got to give C.J. Stroud more respect because how well... Listen, C.J. doesn't have the talent around him as Tua has. And he's looked so poised. He looked like he'd been here before. Like, he's up there with the showings and the coming out party as the Burrow and the Mahomes and the Mm Jalen. Everybody that had the most impressive coming out parties. And Mahomes and those guys... Mahomes didn't play his rookie year. Mahomes got a chance to sit. So him coming out in Houston that nobody gave wow. any life to with a new head coach, the way C.J. Stroud is playing, I trust him at number wow. three. He don't turn the ball over. One thing about C.J. Stroud is he don't turn the ball over. Now, I don't trust the Texans, but C.J., I got him as number That's three. That's crazy. I, I, I was struggling to put him in my top seven. Now I'm telling and you. And you put him at three? At three, the way he's been playing. At number two, wow. Joe Burrow. Yes, he just lost to C.J. Stroud, but when you're in the playoffs, who do you trust more than one other person do I have on this list when it comes to quarterbacks? And can this quarterback get it done? If this quarterback down by seven points, who do you trust more than the number one guy on the list than you do Burrow? Like, Burrow got ice in his vein. He will come and play ball. Like, I'm not worried about the Bengals. They're going to make the playoffs, and the Bengals going to make a run because of Joe Burrow. Right. Number one, he might not have the best season as a quarterback statistically right now, but we all know who it is, Patrick Mahomes. You get him to the playoffs, it doesn't matter his record. It don't matter his weapons. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid going to get it done. He got it done before. He's been in the AFC Championship every year he right, started. Right, right. So how can you not trust him the most? Bro, I mean, listen, uh, do we have the, the, the graphic on the digital board with the AFC teams? I'm not sure if we, we have B-Flow's top four there. Um, so at four, you have Tua. Tua. It's interesting that you have two at four. It's like my question there, because when you look at the year that he's having, it's a historical year. Um, are we overlooking Tua, right? Because you have C.J. Stroud ahead of a guy in Tua that people are throwing his name, has been t- throwing their, his name in a hat for MVP, right? And so that's four. Three, you have C.J. Stroud, Stroud, which is interesting to me. Um, I'm not sure... He's consistent. Like, it, he's been short. Our whole first debate on C.J. Stroud when he first came, like the first four or five weeks in the season, like, yo, he ain't turned the ball over right. yet. 
yo, he playing solid. Like, the biggest thing was, like, he's throwing touchdowns, he's not turning the ball over, he's giving them a chance to win. We can't evaluate his team, right? If his team was playing on his level, they might only have one loss. Like, C.J. Sproud is playing tremendous football right now. And, and, and you know, you talk about turning the ball over. Obviously, he had a – was it a pick six this uh, – yesterday? But Came he right showed, back. Yeah. Came and, and that's right the back. thing. that's the thing that's so impressive. When you talk about trust, it's like not every moment is going to be a great moment. And not only did he bounce back – and the commentary from the locker room, would he sit on the sideline like, hey, guys, that's on me, but trust. I trust you, trust me. We're going to be right where we need to be. Ain't that much, wasn't that much time left in the game. He comes back against Joe Burrow and, and, and leads his team to victory. In so, Cincinnati against and, Joe Burrow, that's yeah, tough. That's you impressive. You see how his team rallies around him. We had Tank mm-hmm. Dell on the show, and he up for Ricky of the Week. He was like, nah, C.J. Stroud. Like, they, they rock right, with him. Right, but, 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 bro, like, the AFC... It's fair to say that the AFC uh, has more quarterback power yeah. than the NFC? Yeah. Was this difficult for you because who you don't have on the list is a guy that you are high on. Uh, I don't know if you're still high on Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Who you don't have on the list is a guy that you were high on our team, and that's uh, uh, Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence, right? So those are two guys right now, and also Justin Herbert, right? You know, was it hard for you leaving those three guys off the list? It wasn't, Herbert wasn't hard for me because I don't trust Herbert. Like, he can play well, but I'm talking about, when I think about trust, my antennas go straight to big games, last minute, playoffs. Do I trust that he's going to go down and get a touchdown? Could it, be, could it be that he hasn't been in those moments yet? Like those, I mean, he's been in a couple, but, you know, C.J. Stroud is rookie year. He's already been in two or three, right? And then you have Patrick Mahomes. You know who Patrick Mahomes is. Two has been in some of those dog fights. Um, is it because we haven't really seen him because of the situation around him? Herbert, man, he just... To me, at some point, when you're a great player, I think you're a great quarterback, but to be mentioned amongst the best, you got to win football games. Right. Like, they have a talented roster. Like, look at their receiving core. Like, they don't have any holes in their roster. He's still not getting it done. So how can I trust you fully, right? Right. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I love Trevor Lawrence. He was hard to go away against out of, out of this top four. Um, they got whooped, bro. They got, that's, you know, it's always about what have you done for me lately. Yeah. So the way he lost to San Fran, I was like, ah, you put a sour <laughs> taste in my mouth, Trevor. You ain't getting on my list. When I'm watching that game, that's why I, early in the show where I was talking about the parody and any team can be anyone. It was really that game that stood out to me. Like, I, I'm not surprised that the San Francisco 49ers won, but I am shocked at how they won. Like, and that made, that, 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 it leaves a lot of questions for me when, regarding the, the, the Jaguars. But, again, next week they'll bounce back and probably blow out whoever they're playing. It's ridiculous. But, nah, bro, like, for you to have <clears> – why CJ – why – this is my last question here. Mm-hmm. Well, I got two more questions. Why CJ at three ahead of Tua at four? Um, I love Tua. Uh, but Tua – the games Tua lost, I don't like the way he lost them. Like, when they lost against the Bills and got blew out, like, he didn't play well. When they went overseas and played the Kansas City Chiefs, he fumbling snaps, turnover. Like, the way he was turning the ball over, I just, sometimes Tua just seems like he's not there. Right. It's, it's not all the time during the season. He might have four of those games during the season. But now, 
it's in my head. If they get in the playoffs, is he going to have that type game or is he going to have that game where Tua go throw for 400? Right, right. For me, <clears throat> with the talent that's around Stroud right now, I just look at him as like he's very consistent. Like, if they if they just not the better team, that's going to be the only reason why they don't win that game. Like, he's going to play <laughs> like Stroud. Like, he's going to come and deliver. Now, if the team going to come with him, that's another story. That's what, unbelievable. So we said trust in quarterbacks and quarterbacks only. Yeah. He, You're saying this is me. the the best start to a quarterback's career in the history of our game, which is impressive. Um, but remember, what we what we can't forget is he scored terribly on the 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 the. the it wasn't the wonder league. They got a new thing. Remember when we came in the league? There was a wonder league mm-hmm. test where you sit down and you go through all this stuff. It's like the damn SAT. It feel like or the ACT. But anyways, he came out and scored, like, horrible, right? And that was a big, that was a lot of talk. And now you see this guy go out there and play the way he played. And that's what he said. That was his, his, that, that was his, uh, his response to that during the time through the, the draft process was, you know, I play football. I play games, mm-hmm. right? And that's what he's showing. And that's why sometimes we put too much stock in that process, bro. Football players are football players. And it's on those scouts, on those general managers and those coaches to pick the right ones because he's definitely doing a great job there. Um, you, you said earlier you got Jalen Hurts on the NFC side, number one most trusted quarterback for you. Then you have Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy. AFC, you have Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, C.J. Stroud, then Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Um, Jalen Hurts, you say he has the it. Give me your top three it quarterbacks in the NFL, period, no conference. No in conference. Order. In order. In order. Number, number one, one, number yep. one, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Number two, Jalen Hurts. Number three, Joe Burrow. Yeah, that was easy. I, I agree that, that with was, that. That was yeah. I got that. All right, we're going to move on. Uh, we're going to go back to my Jets. This is Brandon Marshall, Brandon Flowers, right here on SiriusXM Faction Talk Channel 103. We're, we got 30 minutes left in this show. We appreciate y'all rocking. We wanted so much football to cover. We're getting into... We're getting into football season right now. When, when, when it really start hitting, is really after Thanksgiving, but we're getting close. These teams are starting to really show who they really are, the identities of this team. Um, it's starting to present itself. And the who's who, the big dogs, is going to show up. This is week 10. So um, let's move into the Jets. The Jets, we know who the Jets are on defense. We don't know who the Jets are on offense. We struggled once again. And... Uh, you know, not scoring a touchdown B is creating more talk around Aaron Rodgers in this comeback, right? So before we do it, right, you had Chad Johnson to Rodgers. He said, don't rush back this season, and I would like to hear why. So let's listen to this clip, and then we'll respond to it after. I mean, what Aaron's doing is commendable. It's commendable, obviously, healing and rehabbing and being able to do what he's doing at a record pace, but no. Don't come, don't come back. You hurt yourself. Prepare yourself for next year and get ready to go. Coming back right now, it is I, to me, I would think it would be pointless. Uh, you're going to re-injure yourself despite the advancement in technology and, uh, and some of the studies that they've done for him to be able to come back as fast as he, as he has. Don't do it. You're going you're gonna to re-injure yourself. It's, just too, it's too soon. So, look, Zach Wilson struggled again um, last night. And, you know, the offense couldn't score a touchdown. You know, he throws a pick. You know, he literally looks, he stares down the, the curl. The curl was there, but if he kept his eyes down the middle of the field or looked him off to the left a little bit, he would have been able to come back. But it's those little things that's keeping this commentary going. 
Um, and, and then also this whole debate of Aaron Rodgers coming back. And Aaron Rodgers, is, there's a report saying that he's gunning for mid-December. Um, so, B, you just heard Ocho. Do you agree with what Ocho said? Should he just sit and focus on next year? I didn't agree with him initially, but now I just don't see the Jets making a run for the playoffs. Like, if the Jets can get in the playoffs, mm -hmm. I mean, Rodgers have, what, two years left in him? Like, you have to make that push. You got to go and play because every year not promised. Like, right. you can come into next year, and this could be so many overwhelming teams in the AFC. You don't even you get a chance know. to get to the playoffs, right? The, prom uh, the playoffs isn't promised every season. So if you can get to the playoffs, he definitely got to come back and give it yeah. a shot. But if the Jets are, let's just say, two games out of a playoff spot, he's coming back in December, he got to win three out of the next three. Yeah. I say he don't come back. You, you know what's interesting, what just came up for me? Because I feel the same way, right? Like, first off, if you're in position to go to the playoffs, you come back, right? Because, you know, I played 13 years in the NFL, never made it to the playoffs. And that says a lot, bro. Like, 13 years, not one? Not yeah. one time? Come on. So you definitely take advantage of the opportunity if it's there. But what Aaron Rodgers hasn't said is, if the playoffs are in front of us or not, you know, what he's going to do. So think about that. There's no way he's coming back. If they, let's just say <laughs> he can come back with five, four games left and they're already eliminated, you think he would dare step foot on that field and come back? I can see it happening, right? Just, you know, his, this whole, this, he, he, he said it. Like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, like, he I said I was coming back. You keep saying no. report said it. Like, he didn't say it for a reason. Well, he said he's coming back before the end of the season. That's what he wanted, right? So I can see him, you know, from an ego standpoint, showing everybody, look, I was the... I was the first person to heal from Achilles in three months or whatever. As whatever. A Jets fans, would you even want that? If y'all eliminated, yeah, would yeah, you want yeah, yeah. and possibly Momentum. have him injure himself? Momentum into the offseason. Momentum. Because <laughs> you know what? If he re injures, him, injures himself, you know what? We got six, seven months for him to heal up. <laughs> but he didn't you rupture it completely. What if he comes back and he ruptured it completely and then now he's coming back week three, three, four, 11? No, next no year. they ain't. Same per no, well, he can get the same procedure. Four months, five months, six months. Listen, if you already eliminated, you get a better draft pick. Your team just... We don't need no draft pick. We got everything oh, you need. Y'all got to figure it out with him, Rogers. right? Y'all don't need nothing. <laughs> y'all don't need an officer line or nothing. Like, y'all got to figure it out. Yo, we need... We can get some young talent on the O-line. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if y'all already eliminated, like, this year is going to do nothing for y'all at all. So just let Rogers chill and let... Everything. Imagine t the anticipation for next year. If he don't touch the field at all this year, now we're going through camp. Oh, Rogers coming back. Rogers this. Rogers that. Will we go rank him in the AFC? As opposed to he coming back. He not looking good. He throwing listen. picks like, oh, it's Rogers. Watch, because they ready to call him Watch. Listen, we're, we're we're on the same page. If there's still a chance for the playoffs, you come back. So we're wasting our time having this conversation because we will still be in position for the playoffs. Yeah, I won't, That's a bet. Um, should Rodgers, should Aaron Rodgers uh, feel the pressure of winning a, another championship before he retires? Nah, his, his legacy is cemented right now. I don't even think a Super Bowl will do nothing for him, to be honest mm. with you right now. Um, we know he's one of the best players ever. Mm. He's not going to go down as one of the GOATs like a Mahomes or a Brady because he don't have the championships. But he can, some people will have him on that tier, maybe with them, if it's like five or six people on that tier. But if it's, it depends on how you label your tier. Some people have Mahomes and Brady at the top and everybody fall up under them. 
Or if you put two or three other guys in that tier, he might can get there just because of his arm strength, the way he can place the ball. He might be, he might go down as the best passer of the game with his touch and how he and the MVPs. Right. You got to factor in his MVPs, right? So his legacy is already cemented. If he win another Super Bowl, nobody's gonna say like, "Whoa, like I, he get to jump up a tier." I, I agree with you there. Like, I, you know, he's the best thrower of the football. Patrick Mahomes can potentially take that in a couple of years. Maybe hell, like it, maybe it's even a debate there. But the way he spins it, bro. Um, is, is next level, is legendary. Um, I think that he changed the narrative around his career, right? Coming in, like, I've never seen anyone change a narrative around themselves in three months. I'm not a great teammate. I'm not, he's not this, he's not that. Bro, everybody loves Aaron Rodgers right now, you know? And so him going out there, winning the Super Bowl, I think it changes how we'll talk about him post-career. So... I agree with you on the football side. Like, do you catch a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady? Absolutely not, or even a Patrick Mahomes. But it changes the way we'll talk about him. We'll be saying, like, yo, that was amazing how he ended his career. And it's going to happen. You don't put him, you don't think he's where a Peyton Manning is right now? I got him right there with Peyton Manning. No, I got, I got, like, let's just say our generation. I'm not even going to throw in the guys that came before, right? Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, got, yeah, for sure. You know, the, not the Steve Youngs. Not the Steve Youngs or the Bradshaws who has four Super Bowls. We from not Brady. even Joe Montana. We started from Brady. Right, starting from Brady. So I got Tom Brady. I got uh, Peyton Manning. Um, Drew Brees. You don't got Rodgers in there with Brees? He has one, Drew Brees. Well, no, I go, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go Drew Brees. I'll go Drew. That's from a tier standpoint. Mm -hmm. You got Tom Brady. Here. Okay, by yourself. By All himself. Right, cool. And then you got Peyton Manning by himself in the second tier. Come on, bro. What? Come on, bro. You played against him. You played against I all played these quarterbacks you're talking too. about. That's what I'm saying. What? <laughs> so, all right, I want to hear your thoughts really quick. So, right. Tom Brady, tier one, tier two, Peyton Manning, tier three, I got Aaron Rodgers. I got Aaron Rodgers, maybe by himself. And then, tier four, and then tier four, I got Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, and maybe Eli Manning. I might be missing somebody. Maybe Eli Manning. You can't have two tiers with just one person Why? in there, bro. Why? That's not how it works. It's our tiers. We can do whatever we want. All right. That four, was a weird tier, tiers. bro. Because <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is special. He is special. So you got to pair got him with somebody. You got one Super Bowl. You got two. Yeah, but Peyton so Manning, but even but Peyton Manning, bro, he's like a machine. The way it's like he revolutionized the approach to quarterbacking. We've never seen that done before. I don't know if we'll ever see it again. Like he controlled everything, bro. Like this dude was an offensive coordinator on the field. He was a he was a but that's hit. what makes him special to me, though. Like, he's not coming to the line and being the offensive coordinator, putting everybody on the exact play and routes. Like, I really believe, like, it could not be true, but when I'm facing Peyton Manning, I feel like he gives every receiver, like, a route combination to beat the defense that's going on on the opposing side right, of the ball, right? right? right. And sometimes his routes was like, yo, that's a soft spot in the defense. Like, we just can't stop that. And I think he does a great job in getting his offense in that situation. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Okay. Aaron Rodgers just come and just say, yo, I don't care what you win. Like, I'm going to put the ball in a place where you can't get to it. Like, every time I face Aaron Rodgers, I wasn't so – we wasn't staying up at night and watching extra film like, yo, what receiver we finna face? Or how they going to attack us on offense? It's just like, yo, 
Where's he gonna place this ball at? Because you can be mm. in perfect coverage and you just can't get to the ball. You see, if we yeah. he with Devontae Adams and when he was with Greg Jennings, he'll throw it at their back shoestring and they coming away with it when they blanket it. Mm -hmm. So me being a defender is like that guy special. Like I don't care if you blanket a receiver, he gonna make sure he throws them open every time. So who time. scared you more, Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers? They in the same tier. It's so give me your tears. So okay, you got Brady at the top by himself. Yep. In the second tier, that's when you have Manning and Rodgers. Okay. And then in the third tier, that's when you can throw in the Breeze, you can throw in the Big Ben. You got to throw in an Eli because he got two rings. And that's it. Yeah. I think Russ <clears throat> is after that tier. I throw Russ in that tier. You throw Russ in that tier? Why didn't you tell me I forgot somebody? That's your guy. That ain't my guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got <laughs> Russ in that tier. You could possibly. I, I wouldn't be Eli mad at Manning? you. Who, got, who would you take, Eli Manning things. or Russell Wilson? In the big game, I'm taking Eli. You crazy. You wild, bro. I'm taking you, Eli. You in the wild. big game, if it's the Super Bowl, no season to be played if in the you Super wild. Bowl, do you take Eli <laughs> or Russ? I'm taking Eli. All right, look, we're going to move on to a new topic. We're going to introduce a new segment. Excuse me. It's called Real or Fake News. Um... You know, obviously, coming up, we'll talk a little C.D. Lamb. There's a few things that we said we were going to save later in the show. Um, but actually, we can talk about C.D. Lamb now. But this is how we're going to do it, right? We're going to hit a bunch of topics, B. I'm going to give you a statement. And it's on you to say if it's real or fake news, okay? We're going to start with C.D. Lamb, who had another monster game against the Giants. He said after the game that he's the best receiver in football. This statement... Is it real or fake news? You ready? You got it. Do I? Because you know I'm a slow blinker, so I, sometimes I need the coach or nah. or the teacher to repeat the instructions two or three times. It's, you got you got the you got this new topic: real or fake news? I'm give you a statement. It's, it's fake news. Okay. I can see why he say real news though, because he getting busy and McCarthy doing a great job moving him around and creating mismatches. Fake news. But it's fake news. I would never put a receiver over Tyreek Hill right now. He's, Even well, with Tyreek well, Hill, well, Tyreek Hill is in Kansas City. I always had him as my number okay, one. Okay, well, well, he said he is the best receiver in football, okay? Well, the, the statement is CD is a top five receiver. Is he a top five receiver right now, real or fake news? That's real news. That's real? That's real news. Because the way he's impacting the game, like they'll hand him off the ball on the reverse. He can make a guy miss. I mean, he going over the middle. He's staying on the outside, getting busy, getting deep. Like, he's hitting every progression a quarterback needs him to hit. So I can, I can say he's top five right now. So, so, so listen, uh, top five receivers. You have Tyreek Hill, mm -hmm. uh, a little over 1,000 yards, 1,076. A.J. Brown, 1,005. Mm -hmm. You got C.D. Lamb now in the third position with 975 yards. Keenan Allen, I didn't even know Keenan was having such a year, yeah. having, being busy, eight, 895 yards, and then you have Stephon Diggs, right? But if you tap on C.D. Lamb, this is what's interesting about C.D. Lamb, because I'm going to go real, all right? His last five games, or last couple of games, 151 yards, 191 yards, 158 yards, 170 yards. It's insane what he's been doing these last couple games. And if you're looking at that, you can say he's the best receiver in football right now. No one's playing better than him right now. But you can say the same thing about Tyreek Hill in the first five games, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 like, he bro they broke yeah, every record you can possibly okay. break, yeah. right? So they just having their little runs. But it's, it's interesting, right, because 
when he came out and said, y'all not using me right, feed me the ball, right. everybody was like, you making money, calm down, stop telling everybody <laughs> what you're doing. We right. sat right here and was like, nah, he probably said it internally, but people need to know. And the type of player he is, like, it was going to bring some awareness to it. He did his job when the media caught wind of it. They brought awareness to it. Yeah. So they kind of, like, forced McCarthy's hand, like, let's see if you go feed him the ball. And, and now they feeding him, and you see what he's doing. <laughs> he's definitely top five. And like you said, you can look at it. Last couple games, there's an argument he's the hottest receiver right now. The Pats. All right, let me go here. The Patriots are 2-8 and eight and very much in the hunt for the first pick in the 2024 NFL draft. B flow, you ready for the statement? I'm ready. New England will have the league's worst record and pick first in the draft. Real or fake news? That's fake news. There's a team called the Carolina Panthers still in the league <laughs> that ain't doing nothing. <laughs> I mean, they ain't showing you anything like they can possibly get a win. Like at least New England coach, you believe in Belichick and they might get something going, but nah, the Carolina Panthers exist. They're real. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> This is real news, <laughs> bruh. This is real. What? What did you say earlier in the show? You literally said, don't go with Mac Jones. He's done. Yeah. You can't put him back there. What we got? Six, seven games, six games left? Yeah. Bro, Zappy? What's his name? <laughs> what's his first name? I don't even know what's his name. Something's Nathaniel. Nathan, what's his, please text me his name. So you think Zappy is going to make it better for them? Belichick pride alone, his ego they're going to win. They're going to find a way defensively, special teams. They're going to win five games. Bro. I can't say Carolina going to win five games this year. All right. Finally, <clears throat> Josh Dobbs wins again as Vikings quarterback. This is insane. The dude came to the facility, came to the arena, didn't even know where to go. Didn't even know where, how to get in the locker room. And I didn't even notice. They trade for him two weeks ago, right, after, right at the trade deadline. 12th hour, trade for him. Okay. Mm -hmm. He gets there. This is what I heard, right, from media, the coverage. He ain't even take a snap in practice. He goes That's out crazy. there and wins the first game. Then he comes out here now, second game, he wins that game. He looks flawless. So here we go, B. Finally, Josh Dodd wins again as Vikings quarterback. Minnesota is right in the playoff hunt after a horrible start to the season, two years in a row. So, B, Dobbs will get Vikings to the playoffs. Real or fake news? That's real news. Listen to that next three games. They got the Broncos, mm -hmm. the Bears, and the Raiders. All <laughs> winnable games, right? I know you're high on the Raiders right now, but those are three winnable games that I think that'll get the team believing in him more. That'll get him more comfortable. Mm. Justin Jefferson will get healthy even more. He just go, that's what I'm saying. They, they don't even have him. Ooh. Like, he don't have his weapon. One of the top receivers in the league. Like, he's top five receivers in the league. <sighs> so you have to think that this team's going to make some kind of run and the NFC not loaded like the AFC. Like, they can get in the playoffs this year. I believe he will. I'm going to say real, bro. There's something special about this kid. I was watching a game yesterday, right? And the, and, 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 and the thought that came to mind was, one, what did Coach Tomlin see? Because he, he was started in Pittsburgh, right? Mm -hmm. What did Coach Tomlin see? So that was interesting. Like, all right, you saw something in him. You went and got him. But then why did you leave? Why did you let him leave the building? Like, what the hell was going on in Pittsburgh for you to let him leave your building, bro? Like, this dude, he has it mentally. And physically, I like how he, how he approaches his game. 
When, when did he leave their building, though? Was it before they drafted Pinkett? I, no, he no, was, yeah, there, no, he was there, yeah, he was before, because he was there with Big Ben. That's right. So he was never going to touch the field. You, you, when would you go pull Big Ben out of there? But then you right? went and got, like, I'm going to tell you right here. So, boom, let's go to it. Stats. Can't even go to the stats. Stats, career. Like, you're, you're 2018, not... he came in. Yeah, 2018, he came still in. Playing ball. 2000, and, so he was there. 2018, I don't. It has nothing on 2019. 2020, uh, he was also with the Steelers. He only had two attempts, and then he went to the Titans in 22. The Cardinals, obviously. So he was with he was with Pittsburgh under his rookie contract. They never had seen him touch the field. They not go give him any kind of deal because he didn't touch the field. It happens like the league is a business, right? Like what kind of money? You're going to dish out to Josh Dobbs if you can't... You know he's not even going to take the field. Not if... It's not, can he play when he get out there? It's like, he's not going to play because we got Big Ben, who's a Hall of Famer. So that's why they let him walk. You think, you think, you, you think uh, Coach Tom is like, oh, you got to go with your 100%, good. 100%. Because All right. Yeah. Now, nah, go ahead, go ahead. No, nah, we, we got a couple more minutes, but if I'm Coach Tomlin, I'm sitting there like, dang. And I think the Pinky Cardinals, okay. the Cardinals, the Card- well, the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are going to be our uh, okay. We we didn't hit on Kyler Murray, but he looked magical yesterday. I told you, that's my guy. I, I told you, Kyler. Kyler. Kyler got that it about him, you know. So Kyler gonna be okay. It's gonna be interesting to see um, what they do there, you know, depending on where they're picking. But I like Kyler Murray for real. Uh, Monday Night Football. Will Bills? Damn. Uh, like, you want me to read this? That's crazy. <laughs> Brian, why would you write this? Monday Night Football will Bills crush Brandon's boy, Russ. That's crazy. <laughs> Brian wrote that. You, want, you knew I was hosting today. You were right? out of diaper, but bro. Damn, Damn, that's it. That is your boy. Right. <laughs> that's my boy. That is your boy. <laughs> so tell me how this game will play. Well, Josh Allen is your boy. I don't know. Josh I Allen is your boy. I gave up on you Josh, Josh Allen, Allen, man. <laughs> he ain't even in my top four no more. I'm taking him out my top five you know quarterbacks. Cra- like, Josh got to get it together. You know what's crazy? You said it earlier. Josh is streaky. You might regret this statement. Because this is the type of dude <laughs> come in in November. Going five straight. <laughs> yeah. Going into the playoffs yeah. high. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, hold on. I'm going to ask you again, bro. I'm going to let you take that back. Are you sure you want to give up on Josh Allen? Wait, what's the, what's, the, what's the question for real and fake news? This ain't fake news. Oh, ain't we this, done with oh, that. We done with, we done with that segment. This okay. daily route. <laughs> Ooh. I'm giving up We have on Monday Josh Night Allen. Football tonight in Buffalo. Russ and the Broncos take on the Bills. Buffalo is a seven-point favorite at home. What happens tonight, Buffalo? Well, Buffalo get the win because it's hard to win in Buffalo. Like, it's hard to go on the road, Very win up hard. there. The crowd is crazy. Josh, for some reason, he cook at home, right? I, I think they'll go out there, play well. They'll get this win, but I'm not sold on Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, making the playoffs this year. Like, that's what I'm not sold mm. on. Like, him, like, this season is a bust if they don't make the playoffs. They always contenders. We always say, all right, Buffalo going to be up there. Cincinnati, all right, we might put y'all up there. Kansas City's up there. But for you not to even make the playoffs. Just Josh Allen wasn't injured this year. B, the Miami Dolphins at 6-3, and three, bro. So, again, do, are you sure you want to clean your hands with Josh? I, I have to because... Josh Allen just, usually he go away for two games and he come back. It's just, they finding a way to win. 
Well, it's hard. It's hard because I was just raving. I was raving about his QBR and he leading the league and passing a, like a completion percentage. And I'm gonna do this for you. I'll let you decide by the end of the week. Fair enough. But what's gonna happen? I'm gonna, tell, I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. Broncos, you're right. It's hard as hell to go up there and play in Buffalo. I played probably up there five, six times, bro. It's tough. Yeah. But what's gonna happen is. Let's ride. Hey, Russell Wilson, what day? It's two games in a row. Let's ride. And the defense playing ball for the Broncos yeah, let's right ride. now. Like, oh, they turn the ball over. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, seven ah. points. Oh, and y'all if think... the Bills lose this game, stick a fork in them. Okay, but let's ride. Your boy right there, Russell Wilson. Look, you see the mouthpiece young guy. That boy ready. That's an intimidating look. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like, I, the, not... Bronco, the Broncos will win tonight. Okay. Ooh. The Broncos will win tonight. Josh Allen will bounce back, though. You got to start talking bills. with your heart, man. Like, do you really believe that? Or are you, like, bruh, so stuck on Russ where it's like he's going to get it done? So they're sitting here at 3-5. and five. It's not great. They're on a two-game winning streak. They just beat the Chiefs. You just said the, 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 the number one quarterback in the league that got the it factor is, is, is Patrick Mahomes. And then the top quarterback in the league is who? But Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes. He was barely alive and, that game. And, and also, they got, a, they got a number two defense in the league, and they beat them. And you want to disrespect Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson? If you you want to be like them? If you have the flu and you go to Denver. Who like had the flu? Barely, well, Mahomes had the flu. He ain't had no flu. It, he had the flu. You can barely breathe. Like, you barely alive. Like, he was just out there. So, I don't... Okay, if y'all want that win, I give it to y'all. Tonight is show me. If you go to Buffalo and win and you beat Josh Allen you in believe. Buffalo, I believe. You believe? I believe. Okay, let's go, baby. And that's going to end the show. <laughs> We're going to give B the whole week to decide if he wants to continue to ride with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Um, if Russ, when Russ goes and get it done tonight in Buffalo, Monday Night Football, he said he's going to turn into a believer. I believe Ashley Nicole Moss is back tomorrow from Belize. We'll let her take us through her pictures and photos. All right, give us the update on uh, how the trip went. And we'll be back. And, and Brian, tomorrow, make sure you don't put no terrible stuff in the script <laughs> to make me read anything crazy. Why would you even make me do that with Russ, man? No bad juju. Let's go, Broncos, and we'll see y'all tomorrow on Paper Out.